0: back in the saddle welcome to the fiber coven podcast we're here to talk with you about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff i'm lauren from valkyrie fibers and
1: i'm emily from kitty with a cupcake
0: awesome we kick off with some news we've got a bit for you this week we are going to be hosting our annual year end mystery knit along and it is going to officially start on the 14th of november Mm -hmm. And the pattern will be the placeholder pattern will be available for purchase a week before on November the 7th. Yeah, Uh, so that will
1: just be the info page that you get. It'll tell you like how much yard you need and all that good stuff and the dates for the MCAL. And then that pattern will update automatically through Ravelry to give you the clues as they come out. If you do not want to purchase the pattern through Ravelry, shoot me an email to kittywithacupcake@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and I can have you pay for the pattern via PayPal and get you set up with email pattern updates. That's so awesome.
0: But here's what we can tell you. It takes two skeins of fingering weight yarn, roughly 450 yards, and you want a high degree of contrast. Between Lots of those contrast too.
1: is important. It will not look good if you have low contrast. I promise you this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. There are still a couple kits up in my shop, but it is a mosaic knit boomerang shaped shawl inspired by the spooky architecture in Tolkien's works. So think like, or think, and verdure. Mm-hmm. Like, strong architectural themes. Evil spikes. Woo. Yes. It's really good. I'm test knitting it right now. And I think that you guys will have a ton of fun joining in our mystery knit along. And like, If you're going to stash dive, yes. Like, show us on on Instagram, like the things that you picked from your stash. We would absolutely love to see it. No need to buy a kit. Like, we are here for everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And then also open up the uh, discussion threads for that in the Fiber Coven Discord.
0: We could just put it in the uh, year long Tolkien chatter, one that already exists, and just have a separate finished objects thread. That's a good idea streamlined
1: woo less threads
0: yeah that's a fun fact too i am doing a year-long loosey-goosey tolkien knit along that this absolutely qualifies for the there and back again knit along so uh get folded into that you can double dip for prizes we don't care
1: yeah and i think that the mosaic pattern is chill enough that you could this would definitely be like a nice you're like watching holiday movies around thanksgiving time
0: project Mm -hmm. so
1: it'll be a nice cozy little holiday project
0: yeah or like while well, the sports ball is going on if maybe it's not a sports ball you care about
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and I know mosaic knitting sounds challenging but it is literally just slip
1: stitches it's super easy I promise
0: I'm test knitting it I haven't even had to purl once yet it's do just you, knit stitches there will be slip no purls.
1: I will not put pearls in it
0: <gasps> yay <laughs> so if you can do the knit stitch and you can slip and pay attention to whether the yarn is in front or in back when you slip You have all the skills needed to join in this mystery knit along, and we would love to have you. Yes. Yay! Cool. So, Emily, tell us where you're going to be coming up.
1: Well, I'm going to be at a place this weekend, so if you're on our Patreon videos, you'll see that. But later, I will be at the First Mate's Market on the Bell of Louisville on November 19th. Uh, So that is here in Louisville. The bell will be parked at the dock and you can come on board for free and shop with various local makers. I think that will be super fun. And then on November 26th, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, I will be at crafty supermarket in Cincinnati, which is an indoor craft market situation. The spring one was really fun. So I'm really excited for this winter one. And then I'm doing a virtual show the first week of December I will be doing the black sheep holiday market through darksome craft so all of these things are on my website and in our show notes if you need more info rat. now for yarn time yarn time you finished something this week yes and I want to say sorry if you can hear like mouth sounds from me I am sucking on a cough drop because I have bronchitis and I'm trying not to cough during recording but I finished
0: A yarn. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. It is rainbow-tastic. Neon rainbow-tastic. It is the prettiest skein I've seen in forever.
1: Yeah. So this is, uh, I spun it from a Loop Fiber Studio bump, bullseye bump. And it was really fun because it just, like, kind of creates a pencil roving as you pull out the bump. uh, And it makes a magical little gradient yarn. Uh, And it's very, like, 60s flower power kind of bright neon rainbow and I did a chain ply it and I'm I haven't chain plied Mm -hmm. in forever but I'm pretty impressed with how the chain ply came out I think it looks nice and even Mm -hmm. and yeah it's really fun I haven't I haven't checked the yardage on this yet but I think it's a pretty decent amount of yarn it It was five five ounces Mm -hmm. of fiber and it's like it's like a DK sporty in various parts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I thought it might just like. Depending on the yardage. I might just do like a cast on and go. Kind of shawl with it. Like a really plain triangle shawl. Or something. Mm-hmm. And just like poop it out. And have that be a basic thing. Um, mm-hmm. Or I might see how it pairs with. I have two skeins of. Undyed Coria That I spun forever ago. And. Um, they're going to be thinner than this because they are a two-ply, uh, but I think that's okay because the rainbow would pop more, and I was considering doing like a two-color brioche with them. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. We'll see what I do, but I'm happy that I finished spinning this. It feels nice to have finished spinning something. It's super gorgeous. I love it.
0: Awesome. I actually didn't do much knitting, even though we've been away for a little while, so I was. Out and about. Well, I did knit on the MCAL you knit on stuff. You the MCAL, we, You just can't
1: show it. We just can't show it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been the past several weeks as well. Mm-hmm. I did finish minus the heel,
0: a little shorty sock for my sweetie. Nice. It's very wee. Mm-hmm. Um, I am doing this in my matte sock base, the dual self-striping colorway and build a pony for the toe. These are my leftovers from my Luthian socks. I have yet to cast on the second one i was doing it while we were watching tales of the jedi and i needed something uber vanilla because i was trying not to cry the whole time Mm -hmm. it's very good um so there's that got a cast on the second one and the only other thing i've been working on is my avatar shockwave shawl that i'm keeping in my nice new dray bag by homero fiber Co. it's a really good project it's been going with me everywhere and actually i've done the most since you saw it last Mm -hmm. I know I'm into my last colors actually from oh there's my little marker from where I was at last yeah you did a lot of that I did a lot this was my main camping project so it yeah I've knit this one before it's the shockwave shawl from hedgehog fibers it's a free pattern this is my second time knitting it I love it I'm having a great time it's really flexible but yeah avatar yarn big old rectangle Awesome. What have you been working
1: on? Um, I've done a little bit on my vanilla sock project. I am on the heel flap of the second sock now. These are my Zauberball socks. Mm-hmm. That I'm working on in the green and purple kind of Zauberball colorway. My yarn ball is at that stage where it's just like pooping yarn out, which is annoying. So it's a tangled mess in there. And mm-hmm. then I also. I have a new project that I started, and it's also in my Home Row Fiber Co bag that I got at Woolen Folk. And this is my blaster cardigan. Yay! In Hedgehog Fibers Tweety. Nice. It looks so cute. Yeah, it's super cute. It's really fun to work with this yarn. I like seeing all of the different textures of little flecks that come up. Um, God, they're so all lovely. different like weights of yarn and types of thread that pop up in there it's really fun um and I did the back piece and now I am working on the little first front flap and then yeah it's a top-down situation mm. so you've done the entire back and that's the front this is the no this is this is oh. the back top um, oh, oh oh, yeah, yeah so then, you kind of do oops. the back and then do little toppies and then start in the ra- like not in the round but as one big piece for under the armpits oh that makes sense that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah I've never done a sweater that's constructed this way it's interesting nice mm-hmm. nice we'll see how it fits have you tested it at all it's like not the right shape to test it yet but mm-hmm. I did make a gauge swatch like a responsible person mm-hmm. And I actually went down a needle size, which is, like, weird for me. Mm -hmm. But maybe my yarn is chunkier than the Mm -hmm. yarn that the designer used. And it is Blaster Cardigan by Andy Satterland. Nice. Nice. What, on to
0: acquisitions, or have you been working on more cool things? Nope, that's it. Did you get anything this week? No. I got a couple things. So... Let's see here. I commissioned a pet portrait from actually from a Louisville artist that I met at one of your craft fairs. This mm-hmm. is their info. They're the Banerjee on Instagram. And I saw that they had pet portraits open and I got one and I got my prints of it. Oh my God. It's so cute. <laughs> and it's a picture of my little black cat doing his little blep because he is a little ding dong mouth breather. His mm-hmm. little mouth is always open. And she put some really cute little pumpkins behind and an orange and purple background because he's a little black cat. And I got uh, she included another print in there for me. And it's these gorgeous little like. Oh, I like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's these little orange whales playing around in some waves. It's really sweet. I can't wait to um, put both of these up on my wall and inflate my cat's ego even more. That turned out so nice. I like it's it. It's so cute. I love it so much. And it's it makes me happy. And I just threw in a couple little stickers, which is awesome. But I did acquire a couple of things while camping, too. I got some rocks. Ooh, rocks. So I uh, stole a couple pieces of quartz. Oh, look at from, that. Yeah, white couple pieces of nice white quartz from the Osceola Caves region in uh, Eastern Nevada. We just camped there in this place that we've been calling Windmill Valley because it's got a bunch of windmills in it on Highway 50. Mm-hmm. We've camped there a couple times now in transition, but uh, we hiked up the hill. Um, I got really scared of heights, but I found these cool rocks, and so that was really fun. It was just filthy with quartz, and there were caves up there that were full of bats. There was like an informational sign at the top that was like, "Hey, there's these cool Brazilian free-tailed bats. Please don't disturb them." And I was like, oh, "Bats!" And they were mm-hmm. like, Peep, "Beep beep beep beep," because it was dawn, and it was so cute, cute. And I also we found a. A human rock while camping. Oh. This is a, um, these are some boiled down aluminum cans in that somebody did some smelting at a campsite. Mm-hmm. My sweetie tells me that if you get a tin can and get it, put it in your campfire, you can put aluminum cans in there and it'll melt them down. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought it was a neat little people rock. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I got kind of leads us into a colt corner. So we were out camping in like in the great basin. And then we went to Moab and there are tons of juniper trees. So we thought we'd talk about juniper and juniper berries for a cold corner just kind of how they're used and stuff. So what I did is I just got, I just foraged a bunch of really pretty juniper berries while we were camping in Moab and I got some coconut oil and I toasted the juniper seeds because I'm a kitchen cook person and I've read an Indian recipe once or twice before. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna toast these. Uh, So I toasted up my juniper berries and put some coconut oil on them and kind of boiled them for a little while in the oil. And when it cooled down, it made this nice little sweet smelling like little liniment. It smells like toasty and juniper. I think the toasting, it really gave it a toasty smell. Um, I'm not like super confident in my foraging abilities, nor did I wash these berries before I boiled them because I didn't want to put wet things in hot oil. And because I was lazy, so this is just going to be a topical product for me, not for ingestion. So I guess for more occult of stuff, there is talking about juniper trees and juniper berries. Junipers grow across all of the Northern Hemisphere, everywhere, which I think is neat. That is neat. And I also learned that their berries aren't true berries, but they're little fleshy cones. I learned that too, and I was like, that's weird. I thought it was super weird too, but they do actually make cones. I did see some camping and they were like really bitty, like the size of my little pinky tub. They're very Mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. Oh, and I will throw out the disclaimer, like, although people ingest juniper berries and juniper stuff all the time, like, please don't take a, like, we're not liable for you ingesting any plants and having adverse effects. Be careful and consult. Uh, people who know more than a couple random podcasters on this topic
1: yeah, yeah don't don't ingest anything
0: yeah well don't ingest anything because of us yeah thank it's you. not our fault mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway on to talk about all the ways people ingest juniper mm-hmm. just kidding
1: it smells great it's a great little shrub yeah and they can be they range in size uh they can be shrubs or like whole big trees which is cool there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different types of them
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and if you're looking for a more in-depth discussion of juniper trees trees are mr valkyrie's passion and uh we recorded a video where i let him talk about juniper trees i told him for five minutes he talked about juniper trees for 10 minutes check it out in our bonus content it will be out on patreon yeah so if you want to hear my partner talk about how much he likes trees and how cool he thinks juniper trees are (laughs) please sign up for our patreon (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so funny but juniper is used a lot in cooking all across the northern hemisphere and like in some places the um the berries tend to be more like spicy and resinous flavored and in other parts of the world they're a little more mild but juniper is most famous for being the most um prominent flavor in gin's but it can also be used as a spice and it's used uh, commonly with a lot of game meats cause like uh, the bold flavor of the game meat uh, really holds up well with the bold flavor of a juniper berry. And they also uh, has some yeast on the, the uh, berries can have like, it looks like a dusty white coating that can contain natural yeast. So people use it in fermentations a lot. So like it's often used in sauerkraut making or in beer brewing or bread making as well.
1: Yeah, and gin's uh, name actually comes from uh, juniper. It is a shortened version of the Dutch word for juniper. Nice, mm-hmm. nice.
0: So juniper is a very old tree, and it's been used like all across the Northern Hemisphere to all sorts of people. So it's got just like a ton of symbolic meanings in different people's nature-based spirituality practices, which I think it's neat. I saw. Things on the internet saying that it symbolizes, you know, the things that evergreen trees do because it is a type of evergreen, you know, just like the greenness in winter, you know, the greenness in life in winter, everlasting. But anything that like an evergreen tree symbolizes uh, and anything that plants symbolize too, like grounding, connection to earth,
1: growth. Also,
0: hmm, hmm. And uh, there's also a lot of stuff that I saw that it might be connected to like manifestation and abundance. Or even into horny stuff. Mm. Yeah, some people think that uh, juniper is good for your grown-up uh, sexy time
1: activities. Oh, yeah.
0: just it sh- like as a smell.
1: It's not up telling in, you to like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It smell it, it shows up in lots of uh, folklore stories. Mm-hmm. Medea uses a uh, spray of juniper to sprinkle her sleeping potion into the eyes of the serpent that's guarding the golden fleece, nice. uh, which is neat. And the brothers Grimm have a whole story called this, uh, the Juniper Tree. And the Juniper Tree in that story is kind of a magical guide and guardian for people in the story. And also, even in the Bible, they, Mary and uh, Joseph hid from some guards of some form on their journey uh, behind a Juniper Tree.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Juniper Trees can get really old. Mm-hmm.
0: They're
1: pretty cool Trees. Trees.
0: Yeah. I also saw some stuff about how people use them as medicine. And then once again, repeating the disclaimer, mm-hmm. consult medical professionals, not podcasters. But um, in addition to like the horny stuff, there might've been something in there that people used as natural birth control because it might've caused miscarriages. So just thinking that it is it, um, both a pretty symbolic plant and had medicinal uses is pretty neat too.
1: Mm -hmm. So in addition to using it in like something you're making to smell nice or whatever, you could also use it for smoke cleansing, um, which has ties to Scottish folklore. There is a Scottish New Year's festival um, that involves burning juniper and because of the scent of the needles and berries when they burn, it has like a nice smell. So it could be like a nice cleansing thing if you want to do some smoke cleansing with it.
0: Yes, and I think that's a, probably a really good alternative for endangered indigenous uh, plant traditions, like you know sage smudges and things like that. Mm-hmm. I know maybe I'll see if we can get one for our Yule log this uh-huh. year. Yeah, while well, we were in areas where it was okay to harvest firewood, I found out that my partner's true passion in life is uh, pruning wild trees. He loves it. He brought some firewood home. <laughs> just ridiculous. Anyway, is that about it? Mm -hmm. Rad. This is really fun to talk about. Juniper trees a little bit. They smell great. I hope they, you bring some into your home and it brings you good things and makes your house smell good. Gin is tasty. Gin is tasty. Yeah. Drink some gin. Excellent. So yeah, if you're looking to find a video where my partner talks for 10 minutes about juniper tree ecology, head on over to our Patreon. Mm -hmm. On our Patreon, you can also find links to our discord, which is a really rad group of people. And where you will come for the MCAL is in the public bits of our discord. Yes, come on in. We love it. Fibercoven.com will also have all your show notes and links to Emily's patterns and merch and my yarn and everything you
1: could want to know about this humble fiber coven. Indeed. And I have one bit of promo promo thing. Uh, I do have a Kickstarter up right now. It is my Zodiac Merit Badges, an astrologically cute pin collection. Um, And it is a collection of all 12 Zodiac signs as little merit badge pins. And there are also little mini pins that you can put next to them. So like make your own little big three charts with like your sun sign and your moon sign and your rising sign. I think it's cute. Go check that out. That is up for funding through November
0: 24th. Awesome. Yes. And I am also having up for pre-orders, temperature gradient yarn. If you just like gradients in general, have any faded projects, that is something you could get in my Etsy shop. And then, yeah, our m kicking off on the 14th of November. We can't wait to have you along. And I think that's about all we've got to say for this week. So until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.